Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We are back this week. That's two episodes this week. As the NFL season starts to ramp up, so will this podcast. This episode takes care of the rest of training camp position groups. So the rest of the offense, um, offense linemen, wide receivers, tight ends. We covered quarterbacks and running backs in the last episode. And then we're also covering the entire defense. That exciting Matt Patricia second-year-led defense. Um, we're talking about the versatility, everything. We got it all covered for you. We covered every. Uh, we're just really excited to share this one with you. It's one of our lengthier conversations, so a lot of meat, um, but a lot of talk, um, a lot of excitement for this season coming up, and we'll have more comments as the training camp rolls on. We're really excited to share this with you. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, please leave a review. Um, but last but not least, let's just get this podcast rolling and enjoy. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast, where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rug Dog, Bob, Connor, and I'm your host, Big Z, to talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. All right, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back for another episode this week at the, two, at the two-timer. And uh, we got UJ, Rudd Dog, and Bob. Hey, what's up, people? Yo, oh, hello. What's up, yeah. Kool-Aid drinkers? We're, I mean, we're getting pumped. Training camp is literally here now. So, and everybody is reported that can report. That's good uh, news. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Darius Slay also joining um training camp as well so there'll be no holdouts uh, really exciting that was one kind of concern that we had coming into the training camp although as we mentioned last episode uh trey flowers with an injury coming in but i think he'll be fine i think he'll be he'll be fine yeah i think so too oh, so yeah. on on this podcast we want to go over the rest <laughs> of the position groups we didn't cover in the last episode we covered the quarterback group and the running back group uh, but now there's, a, I mean, the lines have a ton of exciting position groups here, especially with the draft that they have and the pickups from last year and who's going to make the roster this year. It's a good battle. It's a really good battle. I'm excited to talk about these. Uh, I'm excited to talk about these groups, gentlemen. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. So first, um, we're going to continue on the offensive side of the ball. And I want to go to the wide receivers. So, mm. on the roster for training camp, I'm going to list them all, even if they don't, there's a good chance they don't make it. So, we get from Old Dominion, Jonathan Duhart and Travis Fulgham, both from uh, Old Dominion, which is crazy because Old Dominion, before this draft this year, never had anybody drafted. Now, they, I think they had two this year. One of them is a undrafted free agent. I believe that was Duhart. It's then we got the, Kenny Galladay. The golden era for Old Dominion right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very much so. 
Then we got Kenny G. Yeah. Kenny Chicago G. Park. He went to St. Rita, by the way. So did I. Yeah. St. <laughs> Rita turns him out, baby. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if we mentioned that before. But... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you're breaking news here. Uh, Andy Jones from Jacksonville College. Marvin Jones, Jr. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jermaine Curse. Tom Kennedy of Bryant College. Chris Lacey of Oklahoma State. Brandon Powell. Brandon Riley. So, a lot of wide receivers. Uh, oh, and Tommy Lee Lewis, but he's on the uh, physically unable to perform list going into the training camp right now. Yeah. So, out of that group, first of all, how many – give me a number before we talk about how many make the roster. How many um, do you think make the roster? Like four? Four? What are they – how many uh, they keep last year, do you know? Like, uh, I, I, I think it's going to be four. My initial thoughts are for Amendola, for sure. Of course, Marvin. Oh, Jones I don't Jr. even think I mentioned Amendola. My my fault. Amendola oh, yeah. as well. Marvin Jones, Galladay, and then one other player. And I don't know. I think it could be between the rookie Fulham or, or the uh, a kid. Uh, is it what's his name? Lacey. Chris like, Lacey. Yeah. Chris Lacey. Yeah. yeah. I think it's be between one of those two guys. So that's that's what I'm saying initially right here. So. Uh, I don't. I don't think Curse is gonna make it myself. I don't know. Uh, well, Curse has a good chance only because he's worked with Bevel before. Yeah, and he's coming off a, a rough year for him, but he's still a really good player. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's that good, but he's okay. I but, mean, Chris Lacey yeah. is the one that made all the buzz in the um, the rookie mini. Game. Yeah. Uh, he, he he is not necessarily the flashiest guy, but apparently he made a, a lot of good uh, plays, and he, he just hung around the ball a lot um, in the rookie minicamp. I still think Brandon Powell's got a good shot at making the team, and uh, he's also a contributor on special teams. So he's he's a guy who could definitely make the roster. Was last year. What's that? What was that, Rock Dog? So he was last year. Yeah, he Not finished overly, so, but... so, do any of you guys think they're going to keep five? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, do you think? Do you think that number of wide receivers depends on how many running backs they keep on the roster? I think it ends. depends. I think it depends on the tight ends more than the running backs. Personally, I think it's a combination. Yeah, it could be. I mean, our tight end group obviously it's a point of emphasis year to year, and uh, that's, that's another go... pretty good group. You know. Yeah, I think they're going to go heavy on tight ends. I think they may. They just may keep four, but I don't know. Three for sure. It's going to depend on where four. the talent shows up, honestly. I, that's my bet. Like, if you have a fifth receiver who's more talented than a fourth tight end or something like that, but the tight ends seem really talented, so that's why I think it's going to be really hard for that fifth receiver spot. It is. It is, especially with the more run-oriented type offense and the tight ends, you know, they you need them to block. Uh, I think they're going to be more value this year than previous years, and therefore yeah. taking away value from the receiver position. So, do we yeah. do we think Jace, do we think Jace Billingsley is going to make it? Oh, uh, <laughs> he fits the mold. <laughs> Another fan favorite. Ah, uh, Jace of the past. Yeah. yeah. He, well, he never got a fair shot. I feel he never. We'll never know how good he could have been. We'll never know. <laughs> is, he, is he completely gone? 
Oh, yeah. He, I forgot uh, what team he is on now, but he is definitely not within the Lions organization anymore. Yeah. I don't uh, think he even played when he left the Lions, so did he? He got picked up by another team, but I don't know if he ever saw the field. Yeah, I don't think so. I thought he got picked up by Dallas, but I could be wrong about that. But uh... Oh, he'll probably bounce around practice squads for a little while. I, I could see him catching on somewhere with a little more experience and training. He seems like he yeah, has absolutely. some real talent for getting over. Hey, hey, come on. Let's not talk about Jace Billingsley. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's what it's people ridiculous. want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> So, about, Rondo, uh, I mean, yeah, go oh, ahead. by the way, Jace Billingsley got picked up and then released last year by the New England Patriots, just in case you're wondering. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, um, but, Rod Dog, what, what, what is your prediction on the, the wide receiver group? How many wide receivers do we keep and who? Hmm. Well, I mean, obviously, you got Galladay, you got Jones, um, and then Amendola. Yeah, those so, are the I mean, givens. Those three are obviously the givens. Uh, but it sounds like it's a promising class coming behind them. You plus the the vets we picked up. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, it's gonna depend on a couple of things. So I'll predict. I'm predict four with five that who's like inactive on game days. All right, and who's that fourth and fifth wide receiver? That's Ooh, my that's, well, that's a bigger a question. One. That's a harder question. Well, this is a, we're right making now. predictions today, so you can't. This is uh, really early. Yeah, it's uh, really early. I'm picking those so last spots. Yeah, you can't do a Robert Mueller and say, oh, I just can't answer that question. <laughs> it's, it's not in the purview of our, our Yeah, it's not in my purview. <laughs> 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 Come well, on, Rudd Dog. I'm going to guess Brandon Powell is that fourth guy. Okay. I like it. I, just, I think he has experience. I think uh, the Lions really like him a lot. I and I can, I can maybe guy. see, yeah, Andy Jones. I, I see Chris Lacey being in front of him a little bit. Just what he what we read about him, heard about him in the training camp. But that's just based on what we read and not what we've seen. Yeah, well, we'll see. A lot of stuff about to happen. Yeah, Andy Absolutely. Jones is like is like Andy Jones is that guy who's like, but he could be good, and he never really does it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I, I don't see him uh, – yeah, he's got a shot of, you know, being on the edge of that group, but uh, I don't think he's going to make the team. Yeah, yeah. with you, Bob, and, I think you're right. And like you, Jay, said, it might depend on how big of a tight end group we keep. And speaking of that, the tight end in training camp are Jerome Cunningham from Southern Connecticut State, TJ Hawkinson of Iowa, Jesse James from Penn State, Isaac Nauta from Georgia, Logan Thomas from Virginia Tech, the ex-quarterback, and Austin Trailer, who just got picked up because Trey Flowers went on the physically unable to perform list. So how many tight – I'm guessing we keep three tight ends. That's my guess. Yeah, that's what I would say, too. Three. I mean, the the two big ones there, and I think uh, – um, who is it? Uh, Logan, Logan Thomas. Is Logan Thomas is the, who I would think would be the third. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're talking this Nada kid up a lot, too. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see him make the team, too, and – possibly a four like you say maybe inactive on game day i don't know keep three i I haven't studied the numbers well enough but uh i think they could keep four yeah i mean it's definitely possible when you got it's gonna be depend on what these guys show in camp that yeah they've been raving about they were saying he was someone 
was saying he was the best catching tight end, had the best hands in the draft class. <laughs> and so, yeah. I mean, you, you don't know what you're going to get with a guy like that who, you know, watched everyone else go after or before him on draft day. Could yeah, he's a, kind of an exciting guy to watch coming out. I mean, uh, like you say, it's going to depend on what, what comes out of camp. I could see uh, Nada being on the practice squad starting you know, the season. And, you know, Actually, Stafford, would like to, Stafford would like to have a Georgia guy to throw to. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Well, why not, right? <laughs> well, he had a he had a Georgia guy at one point in his career, and it didn't work out too well. Yeah, well, who was that? Uh, Z? His roommate, uh, uh, the white the white receiver from Georgia. Yeah. They were I like can't really remember him right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we drafted him, didn't we? Yeah, uh, and he was, guy. He was like crashing on Stafford's couch for like the first year, and then oh, yeah. Kelly Kelly <laughs> kicked him out. Oh, that's what really happened. <laughs> Kelly kicked him out of the house. His career was over. Man, I, by the end of this podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember his name. Ah, oh. well, forget. Okay, man, that's a oh, that's frustrating to me. I apologize, uh, blue Kool Aid drinkers. Oh man, well we're we'll get back to that one. But I'm really excited about, about what Logan Thomas can offer. I'm really excited to see what he can do in this training camp. I, yeah, me too. I think the Lions have liked him for a long time, especially since Bob Quinn's been there. And now he's, we finally got him. He's in a perfect spot. I don't think there's, you know, a ton of pressure on him in terms of, like, needing to start to step into a starter role. He just needs to play, like, his role. Uh, you know, the Patriot way, do your job. And I, 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 he's just a big body out there. Yeah, I can see him using him as a weapon from time to time, just with his unique size and speed. Yeah, 6'6", 250, maybe throw him on right. a tight end reverse pass. I think he ran like four six forty. I I gotta look that. Up. Hey but, Z, you know, la- Z last he last played with the Parma Panthers was Chris Durham. Chris ah, Durham, there he is. You got it. There he is. Chris Durham. Thanks, thanks to Google, I I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, he ran four six one. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Four six one forty. That's athletic, man. We. Yeah, unique you know, you know. Stuff. Plus, he was a converted quarterback. He's he's still relatively new to the position, but he's well. It's been three, four years now since he's been playing tight end. I think yeah. I think he's about to hit that peak of his development curve for that position. You know, he's yeah. been doing it for like three. I think it's three years. So, it's crazy. Uh, the Lions went from arguably the worst tight end group in the NFL last year to possibly the deepest, most talented in one year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still I got a so lot excited. to prove, but it. I know. I said I possibly. I'm, great. Hey, that, yeah. that's why we drink Kool Aid here, so because <laughs> we, we look at the bright side. Oh yeah. <laughs> but well, man, we're, uh, remember so the excited. the start of last year's podcast? We were talking about our receiver group being one of the best in the league, and yeah, that all changed. Oh yeah. But yeah, but uh, but I, I really I agree with you guys. I think this tight end group is going to be exciting. I'm I'm really pumped for them. Definitely. So, um, can you guys name how many first round tight ends have gone over a thousand yards in their rookie year? One. Do you know? Do you know who it was? Mike Ditka. Yes, Mike Ditka. That's the only one. Wow. So I, I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's ex- expectations that are uh, always really high. You know, like Eric Ebron that we had, and now <laughs> T.J. Hawkinson. But I think I think oh, Lions yeah. fans are a little more smarter about it now. I don't think they're necessarily. Um, 
putting those, yeah. you know, like a thousand yard season in the minds of Lions fans. They just want to see a guy that's going <clears> to <throat> do his job on the field and get us some W's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hey, I don't know if you guys have noticed either yet. Maybe they're it's just they're giving them the benefit of the doubt yet. But despite the fact that we picked him in the first pick, I don't I don't think I think he relatively didn't catch too much shit for you know what I mean, picking a tight end yeah. in the first round. A lot of people. Uh, I mean, it. yeah, some people did. You know, obviously some people didn't like it because of the history. But I think generally people are kind of excited to see this kid hit the field, and I, I know I am. I, I think he's going to be a just a great help to this offense, uh, especially Stafford. Oh, absolutely. And and with it, yeah, yeah I, I'm excited to watch this kid play. I really am. Yeah, a lot of analysts have been talking about him. It seems like he's been getting some attention to the organization just because people see him as one of the better prospects to come out this year. Yeah. In position. Yeah, yeah that sounds like he's going to have a, a well-rounded game. Um, one of the best blocking guys coming out of college, so – Right. That that we could use a lot of there, some good good blocking. I hope he's absolutely burying dudes. That'd be awesome. Well, if you watch his film in college, he did bury dudes a lot. I mean, he he stayed on blocks and he drove guys down the field. He was he was impressive. He really was. Yeah, oh, his his college film is awesome, especially his blocking. Yeah, I mean, he just finished dudes off. Is great. And he had a great uh, highlight reel where he hurdled that guy. Remember? The, did you see that play? Oh, yeah. It was one of those crazy hurdle plays. He jumped over to some guy. Oh, yeah, that was cool. He's pretty athletic. I mean, you know. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, like when you watch freaking, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Graham, when he started learning how to block, like the effectiveness it was for him getting open, like you just run up on a dude, like you're going to block him, knock him over, and then you're open for a route. Like it's crazy yeah. how effective that could possibly be if it translates. So it's. You know, so given these tight ends and these receivers now, I mean, who, who do you key on? You know, who do you cover? I mean, mm-hmm. we we got kind of we're kind of strong across the board. You know, with the receivers, it's going to be hard to key on one yeah. guy. You know, oh like, yeah, are you going to just key on Galladay and double team him all day? Well, then you yeah. got Marvin Jones, you got Amendola, you got all these tight ends. It's going to be carry tough. on out of the backfield. I think they have a very oh, good yeah. chance of seeing a lot of uh, you know one man to man coverage or one on one coverage. Uh, isolation stuff. Well, or, a big a big thing to me is if Marvin Jones can win the one on one coverage this year because he largely um, didn't win those last year, but two I years ago lot, he was dominant. I put right. a lot of that yeah. on Stafford last year too, though, because Stafford was not putting the ball where he was putting it the year before. Yeah, they seemed like a little out of sync, like especially yeah. early in the season. They just it was like a few inches here and there. They were just off on those throws. I mean, I don't know what it was. Yeah. What do you guys think of uh, – you talk about who they're going to key on. I think um, Kenny Galladay is going to continue to grow, and I think he's going to be one of the top receivers in the league. And they're I, gonna, I mean, I don't think they're going to have to rely on him. They're going to have a lot of options. But I, I think he's going to be a beast this year. Uh, yes, I, I agree with you, Bob. I think he's going to be fantastic. And, yeah, and I think he'll get a lot more uh, one-on-one coverage you know like we we're just talking about i think he's going to get be isolated on one you know defender a lot and so, potentially oh, yeah. he'll be the guy that forces them to have to have a safety in there yeah that kind of physical ability you just can't teach that makes it really hard to cover and then if Stafford sees him there we're just one-on-one uh he's just going to throw it to him no matter what because galladay will be the one coming down with it right I mean, yeah he's great at those 50 50 balls <laughs> Yeah, it's not 50-50 balls with Galladay. It's going to be more like 70-30. Yeah. Maybe 80-20. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about the guy that's going to allow the guys that are going to allow Stafford the time to throw that deep ball to Galladay, and that's the yes. alignment. My favorite position group. This might Absolutely. be our weakest part on the team. So, I'm, and again, I'm reading these. The team on the offense. Okay. So, uh, these are all the offense alignment. I'm just going to respect everybody that's on the train camp roster. So, we got Luke Bowanko. Great name. Luke. Uh, from Virginia. He's a seventh-year center. Leo Kolomata, but Kolomatangi. He's I a think that's fast. He's a rookie yeah. out of Hawaii as well. So we got two Hawaii guys. One we'll talk about later Hawaii. for sure. Uh, Graham Glasgow, uh, center and guard, uh, depending on where they put him, although it's looking like guard, and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, then we have Bo Benchwal. Now that's ben- the guy that I'm, I'm excited to see. Yeah, Me too. Bo. Me too. I'm just, let me read them off really quick. Joe okay. Gall, then Micah St. Andrew. Kenny Wiggins, and then uh, Ode Ibushi, Tyrell Crosby, Andrew Donnell, Frank Ragnow, and then at often and then a tackle, Taylor Decker, Matt Nelson, Ryan Pope, the big time signing of uh, undrafted free agent, and Rick Wagner at tackle as well. So okay. I, let's let's start at center first. I want to start at center first. I mean, it's definitely Frank Ragnow, right? That, that's yes. what all of signs course. are pointing yes. towards. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be all pro this year. I mean, awesome. I, I can definitely see it. Just what we've been reading about uh, and, like, what we saw of him out of college. Even what we saw of him last year, really, for that yeah. matter. Uh, uh, there's there's some great the things. There's a great highlight reel of him uh, from last year just burying people. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he did it a lot, uh, maybe more than people realize. If, if you go look it up on YouTube, uh, Frank Gregg now, it's a really good highlight reel. He's a beast. He is a beast. I'm, I'm curious, like, uh, I, you know, because last year he played guard, didn't get the experience that necessarily a center gets, especially making calls to the line and, um, you know, shifting the, you know, the pass protection and things of that nature. I, I'm just – I'm really curious how much time him and Stafford have put in in terms of that communication on the field, and that's going to be um, just something to really look forward to when they're uh, – when we see those preseason snaps between those two. Yeah. If you're hoping they've already been putting in quite a bit of work just practicing on their own. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's going to be awesome this year, and he's definitely going to be our center. And, you know, it's perfect, too. Yeah. You can't – now him and Glasgow got reset to an equal footing. And I think that's why the change happened. Like, Glasgow had experience in the old scheme, so it was easier to just leave him there last year and, you know, hope for the best. Now that you move Ragnow there, they're all learning a new scheme, so he'll be on the same page as everyone else. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, now the bigger one is uh, at the guard position. I, I, Graham Glasgow seems to be the left guard. I don't think there's much question about that. The right guard. Right guard, right guard, sorry. But left guard is the one that is uh, yeah. going to yeah, be really interesting question. to watch. And the favorite seemingly um, going into camp is Abushi. Well, a- I don't know about that. A lot of people are saying Wiggins is more the favorite. But uh, yeah. I know Abushi's worked with Bevel. And I- I've heard people say Abushi too. But I've also heard other people saying Wiggins because he's been playing a lot. And, you know, he's. He's been 
solid, if nothing else, you know. I mean, so I'm calling Joe Dahl Dark Horse. You gonna take it? I'm gonna say someone different. I think they like Dahl uh, off the bench personally. Just his versatility, and they can bring him in as that you know that fullback that we talked about, that H back in the backfield as well on short downs. Okay, let's yeah, let's make a prediction right now. I'm calling him as a dark horse. Let's make a prediction right now. Who's going to take that spot? I just they made mine. Okay, Joe Daw. Z. I'm saying Ibushi. Bob. Uh, I'm kind of thinking Wiggins. I don't know. I'm saying Benchwall or Bouchois or what's his name? To come out of nowhere, the rookie, undrafted Uh, free agent. I would love that. That would be cool. I mean, he's a he's a very he's a big favorite dark horse pick for sure of the fans. You have to be really good to beat out veterans like that too, which would be exciting. He was the number one run blocker in college. The best. Yeah. Yeah. Pass block it all, then he'll be ready to go. That's true. (laughs) But why didn't he get Why didn't he get drafted? That's just what I don't understand. Was he a a tackle in college? No, he was. Uh, I don't know. I think there were a couple questions about his numbers and his athletic ability is probably not that. Yeah, hard. somehow but, he did. I think it just happens once in a while. Someone just slips, you know, for for no. You don't have real to be reason. The most athletic guy to be like a grinder on the ground, like, right? Yeah, and a lot, but a lot of guys, you know, a lot of teams wanted him as soon as he wasn't drafted. So right. I mean, there's obviously value there. I, I think he's gonna whether he starts the season this year, he's gonna be. Giving them a lot of time, I think he's going to get rotated in. Oh, All yeah, I know is, as a per, as someone who played football in college, you know, I mean, I've never played at this level, obviously. But uh, if I were him, I'd be an angry man out to prove to the world that mm-hmm. everyone goofed up not picking me. And uh, <laughs> and it, I, I'm hoping he's like that, <laughs> and and he just proves, you know, we, we I like those guys with the chip on their shoulder, you know, and that that's just kind of my. My hope, you know, I'm. I hope that's what happens. Oh, absolutely. I would. I would love to see it too. I just. I see him more as a guy that might be. Um, that'll definitely make the roster and pro- probably step in later in the season, especially if there's an injury or something of that nature. I don't see him uh, overtaking a seven-year veteran necessarily, especially <laughs> be the new doll. Uh, no, I I I like Joe Dahl and Benchwell to both make it on the roster. Personally, I like all that depth though. I love yeah. like, hearing that list. It's like very solid list. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think I think Benchwell is going to be a good pro though. How long it takes him to crack right. starting lineups? Another yeah. thing, but, but I think he will be a good pro. Yeah, you guys got to remember when I make these predictions. You know, I'm drinking a lot of Kool Aid all the time. <laughs> so. Hey. I'm drinking some right now. It's pretty good. <laughs> so the, I mean, the, I'm the, just last, the last two spots: Taylor Decker and um, Wagner. Uh, Rick, Rick Wagner. Yep. And Taylor Decker yeah. is in a contract year, correct? Yes, he is. So he has That's got good. a lot to prove this year. And I and these guys in the NFL, man, when they're on a contract year, they step up to another level usually. Isn't Glasgow in a contract year too, though? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, uh, they're they're already talking about giving him an extension. I, I think they would love to keep him because he's just like so 
available. He plays every game, every play. I mean, he's just a solid guy. Uh, Decker, yeah, I don't know. Very they, much the Patriot mold, like that kind of. I think Decker, they seem to be like waiting a little bit on him, like they, like they want to like prove it to me or something. I don't know. It just... I could see that there, there UJ. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, because he's he's like got that high ceiling, but he seems to be kind of playing off his game. Maybe they didn't think he bought in last year or something, you know, because he was not very effective early on. Yeah, well, I, thought, it, I think Decker's going to bounce back this year, though. He, I do, too. He, uh, he seems really pumped up. But, uh, he was coming off an yeah, injury think, last yeah. year, too. So. That's true. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And these guys in their contract here, uh, you know, they, they always seem to step it up because they want to get paid. I'm excited yeah. to see what he's capable of if he does that because he seems like he has all the tools to be, like, a really excellent tackle. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then, uh, as far as other guys to make the roster, Tyler Crosby, I would expect to still be there. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, oh. And then I think the la- the last one is kind of tough. Um, if Ryan Pope will make it or not. I mean, the guy is huge. The guy's a beast. Yeah. Um, and they gave him a lot of money as an undrafted free agent. So I yeah. imagine giving a guy that kind of money it means uh, he's going to be on the roster at some point. I don't well, know. They gave more money than Benchwall, and Benchwall is the one everyone talks about. I know. And did you watch Pope's films, some of his college films? Yeah. I don't know if it's me or what, but he didn't overly impress me. Uh, he's a huge guy, man. He's freaking huge, but... Uh, yeah, you, you can't teach size. And no, you can't. And he can move some people around, but he, he seems slow in plotting. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. The, I mean, a lot of these obviously like him. They're they pay too. for the inch. You know? they pay, yeah, they paid for him. So, <laughs> yeah. That's why he got more. They pay by the inch. Yeah. I personally see him on the practice squad, though, personally. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that uh, happening as well. Uh, and just a reminder to listeners, uh, he is 6'7", 320 out of San Diego State. So he's a big, big boy. <laughs> big boy. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and, some of, and some of these guys who don't make it are going to end up showing up later in the year. You know, like uh, how he, they cut guys and then they come back. And That's true. You know, we need to fill spots. But... Yeah, there's a lot of movement in that position. Yep. Yeah. So now I want to move on to the other side of the ball. I think we've had a lot to say about the offense, but the defense is where. Hey, hey Z. Yeah. Can I just say? Can I just say one more thing? Of course. Who, who's Who's the old line coach? Uh, Davis. Uh, Jeff Davidson. The, yeah, Jeff Davidson. Uh, I was reading some stuff he was saying, and uh, and I, I this guy seems to be putting this attitude in these guys, and, and I hope it's rubbing off on him. But he really wants these guys to be something special. And uh, if and he's seen, we saw what he did last year, how he improved the line, in, in you know, incrementally. But I think this is a big year for them. I think they're going to be, if, if that attitude rubs off on them, I think they're going to be quite good, better than good. I think it'll rub off. Uh, yeah, this is the second year in the system. Uh, yeah, I agree. Him as offensive line coach, at least. 
Yeah. They've gone far away from Ron Prince as possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, a, what a disaster. The most hated offensive line coach in NFL history, possibly. Yeah. Usually the offensive <laughs> right. line coach is like a guy nobody knows the name of, but everybody knew who Ron Prince was because he was that bad of a coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I just had to throw that in there. I just think he's going to do a great job coaching these guys. Oh, yeah. No, I, we, we appreciate uh, you bringing that up for sure. Uh, but now on the defensive side, and this is the most exciting group, uh, at least to me, just as a former D-lineman. Uh, the D-line, I'm just going to read them off here. Austin Bryant, Eric Lee, Mitchell Lowen, Romeo Aquara, Jonathan Wynn, Deshaun Hand, John Atkins, Snacks, P.J. Johnson, Darius Kilgo, Sean Robinson, Ray Smith, Kevin Strong. And then Trey Flowers on the physically enabled to perform list. Man, that's such an exciting list, too. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So good. There. Yeah. Um, I would expect one. I would expect like eight, seven or eight of these guys to make the roster. The only one I'm not sure about mm-hmm. is PJ Johnson. I would actually expect the Lions to pick up somebody. Um, I think we were talking right before this, UJ, about the guy that the uh, Packers just released today, Mike Daniels. Yeah, Mike Daniels, yeah. And how he might be a good fit. The Lions have the cap space. I mean, this that, this is a reason why you have cap space, to sign a guy like Mike Daniels who might get cut because he's cost too much. I don't know. P.J. Johnson is, is a tough dude. He's gonna, he, he's fought through a lot in life. I wouldn't count, count him out at all. That dude, he's got all the size and tools to be a potential next snacks replacement down the road. Yeah, he does for sure. So I would not rule him out, and he he wants to get there now. He's he's a little older too than some of these guys, so I think he's going to be a tough candidate to beat. I'm calling it now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so you think PJ Johnson makes it? Um... Mm-hmm. I, so I mean, the projected the um, amongst the media is Trey Flowers, Aquara, Deshaun Hand, Snacks, Aishon, Austin Bryant, PJ Johnson, and Eric Lee. That's uh, I don't see Austin Bryant that, but... as a sure thing. I don't know. I think Austin Bryant's going to be there. I'm I think when they him, drafted but... him in the fourth round, that uh, he's going to make the roster. That's my guess. Yeah, I think he's going to be. I, some people are thinking he could be one of the steals of the draft. I mean, no, depending I on who you talk to, but. Uh, yeah, no, I think he makes the roster. I really he do. talked to his mom. She says, yeah. Uh, his mom <laughs> raves about him. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, this, the versatility in this group is just off. I yeah. love it so much. Deshaun Hand and Trey Flowers, I mean, th- th- those guys can move around no problem inside or outside. You know, the I only... think that's – I'm sorry. A, I was going to say, that's what Patricia wants is versatility and all these Exactly. Guys. That's what they've been trying to draft to get right. that way. But yep. the, thing, the thing he wants, too, is guys who can play the run. So that's why we don't have all these, these, these you know, lean, long pass rusher guys that just fly around the end and, you know, don't worry about the run. Uh, I think we got our linebackers for that this year. I think we're going to see those guys exactly. rushing a lot. And uh, he wants linemen that are – Hard and fast, and that can stop the run. They're not going to give they're up. They're going to play know. the run on the way to the quarterback. Exactly, and they're not. And they're not going to give up the edge. You know, like like or in the past technique. we have. Yeah, our run defense is going to be so stout mm. with this yeah. group. They're going to be fantastic. 
And uh, and talking about the versatility, you see, they're they've been talking about, uh, you know, are they a three four or four three? They're saying, um, basically, Patricia said those terms are obsolete now because they're yes, and, and you're in nickel coverage like most of the time now, and uh, right, you know, everything's different. They're whatever uh, they want to be. They have yeah, yeah. To literally put That's any formation on the field. That versatility, those guys can. Move, move around and play different yeah. spots. Yeah, but they're sort of like that guy in the Terminator, that metal guy. You know, like he just moves <laughs> or like he just blends in wherever. You know, it's, it, yeah. You know, he can. You mean change. the Terminator he can, himself? He can the change. Two thousand? You mean Term, Terminator Two? The second the, one, one, Terminator yeah. Two. Yeah. You know, where the guy can he's like metal and he can just bend any shape and conform to whatever. You know, that's how our defense is going to be. Create various melee weapons. Terminator defense. <laughs> coined it right now all right there you go i love it i love it i love it i love it um well speaking of versatility uh i think this group got a lot more versatile in the offseason and also really excited to talk about um the linebacking core yes Um, so on the training camp roster we have malik malik carney gerard davis uh, uh from florida malik carney's out of north carolina garrett dooley uh Christian Jones, Devin Kennard, Trey Lamar from Clemson, Anthony Pittman out of Wayne State, uh, Jalen Reeves Maven, Jalan Tavai, and then Steve Longa is on the physically enabled to perform list. Hmm. So I, I'm really curious to see who makes the roster uh, for this. Yeah. Cause the, yeah, the top end sounds exciting, but like about the middle of that list, I started to be like, who? <laughs> like, well, yeah. I think Mabin is not going to make it. Uh, my gut yeah. feeling. I mean, I think he does. I think he's been a relatively solid guy, but I don't think he fits what they want. He's small. I think him he's and small for the same position. I don't know. Yeah, I think Patricia like... kind of likes him, though. I mean, I don't know. I think he likes him on special teams a lot. Well, yeah, he's a good. Yeah, he's a real good special team player. But I mean, I just don't see him on the field a lot with. You know, these bigger guys, a Tavai being, what, six, what is he, six, three, two, fifty, or. See, I he, think he'll he, be a jack of, he'll be like a, he'll be a tool that they use certain weeks when he fits a type of scheme they want to run. Yeah, you don't, don't have to insult him like that, man. He's a person. <laughs> like, I don't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Jalen. Uh, you're not a tool. Um. But you know what I mean? He like he can be like a weapon. He can be the kind of guy you use on certain weeks where you want to match him up against like a tight end or something. He can be, but he won't be a full time defensive player. And then the rest of the time, he can do special teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really interested but, in. I think this Trey Lamar on uh, Clemson, undrafted free agent. I think he might surprise people in uh, mini camp and uh, I, training camp here. I agree with that too, and I think he'll make the team. And that's why I think. Guys like Maven could be in trouble, you know, because I think this guy has got more they of a want future, bigger guys. future, you know, and the size and everything else. Uh, yes. Trisha loves those big linebackers, man. Well, then <laughs> so, how many are we taking then? That's kind of the question because I think there is a spot for that that mid-sized linebacker like either Killebrew or Maven. That's who I think one of those two are going to make the roster. Now, there, there's a there's a guy, Killebrew, like – does he have a place? You know, what I mean, I think him and Maven fill the same role. They're that 
that smaller, faster linebacker. I mean, maybe Hillbrew yeah. uh, is still considered a defensive back, so that's why I haven't mentioned him yet. But I've seen him transfer. Like, yeah, they. That he's been officially a linebacker. He's now. been working out with the linebackers. <laughs> yeah, they so. him as converted, but that's exactly the point, though, is that he can be that versatile player, right? I think yeah. they're not going to keep two linebackers slash safety like smaller guys like that yeah. guys. And I, I mean, I, I Steve Longa, I, I I see making the roster. So I just, he, he's one of their top special teams players. And yeah, uh, guy's just a good pro. You know, I mean, he's not, not a superstar, but he's just one of those solid guys. Yeah. Out of yeah. this linebacker group, I'm just I'm I really want to see a, a little more out of Devin Kennard this year. I think a lot of his sacks last year was the result more of a coverage sack necessarily than him rushing the passer with like a good move. I don't know. I saw at least twice, maybe three times where he did like a legit like just burnt a dude around an edge type sack. Well, I mean, a but blind I mean, squirrel finds a nut, but uh, that's not <laughs> just a nut. But I mean, that's that's. How many times, like, our big sack number is based more on your how your team helps you get there than they are you actually just torching dudes? I mean, granted, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing his number go up, but I, I'm just saying, I think he did a pretty solid job last year. I'm yeah. just looking for him to step up a little more, personally. That's all I'm Definitely. saying. Yeah. Someone I really want to see step up is Christian Jones. I feel like he disappeared a lot last year in games. Uh, he, yeah, he's not he's not a guy that necessarily excites me being on the roster. I understand why he'll make it. He fills a necessary role. But I, I would love to see Tavai kind of take over Christian Jones on the field and that's become a, yeah. a leader. I think that's, yeah. that's pretty much the plan. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing Tavai, you know, just because just uh, the way he was drafted and people were like, why are you taking him here? You know, like, I want to see what the Lions saw in him and, like, yeah. See him. See what it, what he adds out there, and uh, and Jared Davis, they're really high on him. He he finished the season really strong last year. I'm really you know, he started out a little rough, and he's cleaned up all the weaknesses in his game. And I, I think he's going to be have a great year this year. I, I agree with you. I think he's still going to make a couple uh, boneheaded plays here and there because he just seems that's in his nature. But uh, he he's he's so athletic and so gifted i mean and i think they're going to use him a lot more run, rushing the passer this year yeah yeah and yeah i think so i think he's going to become uh his position is going to be changing up a tad maybe more like the clay matthews type of guy you know or you know he's still a linebacker and everything but he's going to be rushing the passer a little more yeah i could see if they, if they fit him and you know with his skill set what he could do i could see him being a pro bowler oh you know? for sure he's I, for I love sure the idea of him and uh him and Tavai running like stunts on off each other and stuff like. Oh yeah. You know like. Oh yeah. Tavai's gonna be that's what they, they even said they want a guy who's gonna go in there and take on blocks, as a linebacker to basically let the smaller guy in Davis play off him. So I mean that's that could be a really exciting combination. Yeah, it's gonna be- absolutely, absolutely. I mean it's a really exciting group. It's a really exciting group. Uh. I I, I, I want to see Davis rush the passer more for sure this year, especially off the edge. He's just a good, hard-nosed, uh, like a hard worker, guy you want to root for to, you know, make a play. This guy's a leader when he's uh, at the top of his game. So, yep. definitely. Uh, it's just a, it, it's a guy you want to follow. Well, I'm a fan. Yeah. He's got my number, too. You know, that was my number. 
So. <laughs> and Tobias got my number. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys yeah. know Z, I'm like you, though. I, I love good linebacker play. That, that's why I was hoping to get Devin White in this draft. Yeah. I, I just wanted yeah. a, a dynamic linebacker. So was I. <laughs> I admit it. So. <laughs> But we didn't have the option. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the last position group, and this is the deepest on the defense. Uh, it, this is going to be really fascinating to watch during training camp. Um, it, it can go a lot of different directions, and it's just really exciting. A group we've talked a lot about, but we're going to talk about once more and kind of predict who makes the roster here. So at cornerback, we have Justin Coleman, Marcus Cooper, Mike Ford, Rashawn Melvin, Amani Aurier, Darius Slay, Tease DeBoer, D. Virgin. And I'm going to throw the safeties in here as well. This defensive backs the whole. Um, Will Harris, Miles Kilbrew, still listed as safety on the Detroit Lions roster. C.J. Moore, Charles Washington, Tavon Wilson. Uh, th- I mean, this this is a wild group. It can go so many ways. It could. Seriously. Yeah. Did you, did you say Jamal Agnew? Could you? I, yeah, I think I think yeah. I said, yeah, I said him. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's. I, I'm. I, do you think Mike Ford's got a shot making this team? Sure. You know, I I like the way he came in last year, like quietly and. Like, yeah, that's a great time cheese. about this year, though. This time of year, everyone's got a shot. It's camp, baby. So, you know, we're about to find out what people are made of. Yeah. Oh, and I yeah. didn't. I didn't say Jamal. I, I thought you're right. I didn't say Jamal Agnew. Jamal Agnew and then Andre Tachery. I I, I forgot that guy. Yeah. Uh, he he won't make the roster, but we we had to at least give him a shout out, you know, for making the training camp roster. Well, well how many D backs do we usually keep? Uh, um, probably like... uh, around ten to twelve, depending yeah. on how deep you want it to be. So I I mean, I guess you start from the beginning. Who are the locks? You know. Uh, uh, Steve Darius Lee, for Justin sure. Coleman, for sure. Um, right, Quandre Diggs, Quandre Diggs, uh, uh, Tracy Walker, Tracy Walker, Tavon um, Wilson. I think. Tavon, well, I'm not going to say he's a lock yet. I personally, I'm not going to say that yet. Okay. Uh, I think Tease is going to start the season with the team. I, mean, I, uh, I think Tease makes the I, team. I think so too. I think he makes yeah. it. It'd be very interesting to see. He, I mean, he's he's obviously a a lightning rod of controversy on defense in terms of. He has of, a lot to prove. Well, yes, but he he does have a lot to prove. But I think he's w- been doing the work, you know. So we'll see. Pays off. I don't know. Um, yeah, Will, Harris, Will Harris will definitely make the roster. I think. Yes, he's I agree. Too high, not too. Agree. Um, Charles Washington. I think they really like him on special teams. I don't see him leaving. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Rashawn Melvin, I, I actually think that's who starts as our second cornerback. Okay. Honestly, I mean, well, like, does anybody disagree with who the second cornerback's going to be? I think it's going to be Rashawn Melvin. Well, well they, weren't they talking about Coleman uh, taking that spot too, possibly? Uh, I think they really like him in the slot. Maybe they can move him out there every once in a while, but as far as, like, you know, when you write down the depth chart, I think Rashawn Melvin is the second cornerback. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, you're not going to take a guy out of where he's best and then move him into another position. I don't know. You still got Agnew, too, competing for the others for the slot position. He was showing some promise at the beginning of last year before he got injured. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's a more of a dime package or uh, back up to Justin Coleman on defense. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I could see him doing all of them things. Like, I think they're going to be use versatility to make up for a not clear-cut second cornerback. 
You know what I mean? Like, they got several guys capable of playing the outside and inside, so I think you'll see a little bit of it all. Like, Cole, I could see, like, yeah, maybe Coleman will be the, you know, the, the starting nickel back third corner, you know, in a third cornerback type situation, but then I could easily see him getting reps on the outside, too. So, well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and there's one uh, one more guy that I think is going to make the roster. That's Tracy Walker as well. Uh, what, what about the oh, kid yeah. out of Penn State? Uh, I oh, can't yeah. never pronounce Amani, his name. Amani Aurier. Yeah. You, could be in, you know, if he steps up big as a rookie, I could see him taking the number two spot. A lot of hype. Well, he's definitely going to make the roster yeah. where they drafted him. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got the tools. To, to, can he put it all together? Yeah. I think he makes a team, though. Yeah, well, like, I, I definitely thing, like, see him making the team. When you're talking about, like, like a guy like Will Harris making the team, I think he will, too, and he looks like he's going to be a good player. But this is the – we have so many players vying for spots this year. There's no sure thing right now. I mean, if you got a guy who clearly is better than him, you're going to, but you know, put him on the scout team. But, I, I mean, I think that being said, I think he'll make it. But Yeah, I th- I think that uh, Rorier, however you pronounce his name, uh, it's tough to to become a quick starter at cornerback out of college unless yeah. you're like superstar. But but I think uh, you know next year the year he's he's probably going to be that starter out there. Oh yeah, I can, no, I can I, see something like that happening for sure. His measurables More are likely. extremely exciting. Yeah, he could um, even he's like that kind of guy who might even like convert to a safety if it doesn't quite work out at the cornerback spot. Because, like, I know he's, like, supposed to be really good at bump and run, but then, like, gets, I heard, like, he's a little stiff in the hips and stuff. So, like, he might, maybe he could even convert to a space guy, you know, playing free safety. 6'2". Yeah. Big guy. So, what do you guys think of T's this year? Do you think he's going to make it? Because it's, it's kind of make or break, don't you think, for him? I think he makes it. I think he makes I, it. I think so. I have a good yeah, feeling about I, it. I, he, has, he had the talents to do in college. I think he'll convert it. I, yeah, because he, he had those ball hawking skills, you know, which we haven't really got to see, you know, that, that kind of really good instinct for the ball. And those, I don't like see him like end zone coverage. The yeah. most I the most I see him is is like a red zone type cornerback where the where he can't where a receiver can't run deep on him uh, in the end zone, uh, you know, like where his speed will be less of a factor and more his size will come into play. I you just put him think... in zone. You just put him in zone packages. I mean, you don't put him on a you know a guy who you're going to expect him to have to cover him all the way to the end zone. He has a spot space on the field. Well, but you kind of counter that. Whatever it is, I think we can honestly say this is the make or break year for him. He's he's either oh, in or he's done. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's no no waiting after this year. <laughs> no. And yeah. it sounds like from what I've read, he's like really put in the work. So this is it. You know, he's going to sh- put it all out there yeah. this year. So yeah. we'll see. I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I root for him. I root for all these guys. I want I want the best guys in the oh, field. Yeah, so, you know, get better, guy. I- get better. Anyone want to step up be a superstar by all means. <laughs> so, yeah, please, please. I mean, here's a just to make a way too early prediction. Will uh, Tabor be on the roster at the end of the year for the Lions? Yes. Yes. I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Oh, at, the end, be, be, 
Beginning of the year, I think he will be. Oh. We're split down the middle. We're split down the middle in that one. (laughs) Yep. I just think the hype hype around him is a little bit of a tease. Oh! Oh, Hey! I'll be here. I'll be here all week. I'll be here all week. Um, so I, I, I mean, we just, because we have, I, we have to cover it just to get all the positions out of the way. Um, punter, uh, Sam Martin and Ryan Santoso. So, Santoso, man. I, I mean, this guy, at least, uh, you know, the Santoso guy, first of all, he's six five two fifty eight. How fun would it be to have a punter with that size in the field? Please. <laughs> I mean, that's just entertaining in itself. Uh, I, apparently he... Like he did really good last year in training camp, but they're obviously. Uh... I mean, Sam Martin knows every Lions punting record there is in four years. So, kicker. Yeah, he's not leaving. Was it a was it a great punting like history before that? Nick Nick Harris. I don't know. Hey, if yeah. you look in the Lions' great players of all time list, there's like ten <laughs> punters on there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We're... <laughs> It's so it's so bad. Martin might not be flawless, but you got to find a really good kicker to beat him up. I mean, I think you have to really make sure you're upgrading. Yeah, and pull the trigger on something yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. the old Sam Martin was back a lot more last year. Two years ago, he was oh, he was oh, very yeah. bad. After yeah. the con- yeah. after the whole Conchell incident. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I ever just, since. Since Tom Skladani left the Lions, they've been looking to fill that hole. <laughs> well, that's that goes back probably before you guys were born. Oh, oh Tom Skladani! I don't know who you're mentioning. God bless Tom Skladani. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> Good old Tom. No, and then of course Matt Prater at kicker. Yeah, I oh, love yeah. Matt. The goat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good man. Well. <laughs> Uh, I just imagine what would a what would the Lions be uh, the last couple of years if, if he didn't get you know a DUI or and uh, get released from Jeez. the Broncos. Right. I mean, proof yeah. that God's the Lions fan. How <laughs> many how many games did he win with his foot, man? Hitting those long field goals, you know, Stafford gets you in range at the last like. Two, oh, it's Stafford's crazy. Come, oh, yeah. His his comeback year. Most of those games were won on a long field goal from Prater. <laughs> oh yeah, and the year so, being, yeah. was a year or two before that was uh, the Tim Tebow year, where every game was a Matt Prater game-winning field goal. Right, right. So <laughs> yeah. we we want to thank Tim Tebow for giving Matt Prater the practice for the Lions clutch kicking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thanks, Tim. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he is one of the most. That's why it was, a, it was crazy to see him last year miss that field goal against Buffalo. Oh, I know. I think that was the first uh, one in my memory that he missed since being in yeah, the last uniform. That one hurt. That was bad. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that at least bad. it didn't matter as much. I mean, because we were out of the playoff picture. But it's not like the Eddie Murray miss in 1983. But I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts too much. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. <sighs> yeah. Well, hey, you guys weren't even born yet. Okay. I died that day. Wow. <sighs> You have no idea. Dramatic. You're doing pretty good for dying. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. pretty good. I made a comeback, you know. What's the secret? I, I crawled to my kitchen and grabbed some blue Kool-Aid just at the last second. <laughs> yeah. I, I was well, able to look, re- revive my. You look like a, a. You look like you've been decomposing since 1983. Oh, me and Mozart, baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> is, it, is that just the face app? Is that just the face app? Is that? <laughs> no, we're talking about. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, oh boy. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. someone's swimming or something, jumping in the water. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Anyways, right. um, well, we've gone through all the position groups. We gave our way too early roster predictions. Um. I'm sure we'll revisit this again at the end of training camp when cuts are coming up. Uh, but I'm I'm just really excited. And we got two podcasts out this week, so I'm really excited about that as well. Yeah. A lot Dude. of material for the listeners as the football season is ramping up. And, you know, next week, Z, uh, of course, we've got a special uh, edition because, uh, you know, we're going to do a couple podcasts and then we're, we're going to be a short sabbatical. We're going to be in Lithuania. Yeah. And, and, uh, Wild. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, but so we're gonna have a feature: the greatest Lithuanian football players ever in the NFL. It's gonna be a great list. <laughs> yeah. really, it, this list will surprise you. Okay, this list will surprise you. So, I right. love it. I love it. Absolutely, it's gonna be great. <laughs> um, well, we want to thank everybody for listening. We always uh, really appreciate it. Love uh, you guys. Yeah, I mean, just thank you. We yeah. Just love you guys. Uh, yeah, <laughs> tell your friends. Yep. Tell your neighbors. We'll love them too. Tell your wives. Tell your yeah. Just tell everybody um, that uh, drinking blue Kool Aid. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're ramping it up a lot now as the season is getting into high gear. Uh, just thank you for listening. Please, if you like it, please subscribe. Please leave a review. We don't care if it's one or five stars. We just want to know. Uh, we appreciate your feedback at any point. Uh, so, last but not least, as always, gentlemen, go, 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 go Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave rock. With honor you will keep your fame Down the field and gain A Lions victory Go, Go. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.